Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of Sports Illustrated's Cowbell Corner, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Friday morning Super Bulldog weekend. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate our great sponsor, our great uh, listeners, I'm sorry, all especially all those of you guys out there taking care of us in the uh, United States Armed Forces. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. When you're up here this weekend, please make a stop by Strange Brew Coffee House. Start your morning off the right way. Maybe get something in the afternoon as well. I'm telling you to double up. You got to be on your best. You got to be on your, your top of your game. You expect the Bulldog baseball team to be on the top of its game this weekend. You got to do the same. And the best way to do that was just a little, little, little something from Strange Brew Coffee House to help get you through the day. And of course, after a win, maybe a, a treat from Churn and Spoon will make the uh, make it even better. So, two great local businesses. Make sure you're checking them out this weekend when you're here in Starkville. Our good friends over at College Corner hope that you have made the uh, the choice to dress appropriately, as do I. And so does Joel. He won't say it because he's a nice guy. <laughs> but if you haven't, well, it's not too late. On your way up to Starkville, if you're coming from the Jackson area, they've got two locations down there to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Floyd by the Half Shell. Or, you know, we can always look ahead to the next home series, and you can grab something from collegecornerstore.com. Grab yourself a brand new shirt, hat, something for the car, something for the house. They've got it all. It's maroon and white at College Corner. Another thing to put on the list this weekend in Starkville is a trip to Humble Taco. If you haven't been there already, you've got to check it out. Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant, but a Mexican restaurant unlike any other. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, a menu that's unique, but it's also all-encompassing. It's got something for just about everybody in the family. Great local uh, beers, great wine lists, great drinks, margaritas on tap, and one of the biggest patios in the city of Starkville. It would be a great time to be had when you're at Humble Taco. It is Super Bulldog weekend, my friend, uh, and it is. I mean, Mississippi State Ole Miss doesn't really need a whole lot of hype, but we're gonna yep. have to give so, it. So uh, we're just gonna sign off here and take hope it you guys easy. The weekend. See you this See weekend. You guys. Yeah, let's do football in the second half of the show. We'll, we'll, we'll just sort of talk about what we want to look for in that, and it's not not so much preview, uh, but obviously Mississippi State Ole Miss. This is a massive, massive series for both teams. Um, the winner of this series is almost guaranteed to be a super regional host site, I would believe. Feels that way. And the winner can still get there, but they got work to do. There's no question about that. Yeah, and if you're Mississippi State, that work would have to come against Vandy. Yeah. Uh, so you'd rather just go ahead and win this series this weekend and feel, over a little, with. feel a little more comfortable about things moving forward. Here, here's the truth of this matter. 15 games remain for Mississippi State uh, after this weekend. Um, three are against Vanderbilt. The other 12 are Missouri, Alabama, Texas A&M, South Carolina. Those other four are all very winnable series. Even South Carolina on the road is a winnable series. Oh, yeah. So if you're telling me that I can get eight and four out of the last four series, and I can get eight and four, I mean, I, you're eight and four right now. Yeah. That's 16. Winning here 
at 18 wins, I mean, you're, you, that you are a locked-in national seed. If you sweep here, you're at 19 wins. Without, without winning a game at Vanderbilt, you're 19 wins. You, you feel pretty confident. Then if you just get one at Vanderbilt, well, all of a sudden you're 20 and 10. You're probably a top-five seed. Yeah. And you, you want to be two or three. You want, want to avoid Vanderbilt on the other side of that. <laughs> but for Ole Miss, we talked about it yesterday, Potential losing three straight series, that's got to be big pressure on them. But for Mississippi State, the, the, the pressure to defend your house, to continue the momentum you've had against Ole Miss, and to you know, really stake your claim that what happened against Arkansas was a total fluke, there's, there's some of that there too. Do you expect good games, or do you think the pressure is going to get to somebody? This is going to sound like a homer take. If... If things get out of hand, I think they get out of hand in Mississippi State's direction. Okay. Because Ole Miss, while their starting pitching is really good, if one of those guys falters, I don't know that they got the reinforcements in the bullpen. You know, I, I don't know what Ole Miss's bullpen situation is. I mean, they just put their best long man out, took him out, and he's now going to start on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just don't know what they have there, I, I feel like there's more question marks in those middle innings for Ole Miss if it should get to a bullpen-type game. And in addition to that, I don't know what Ole Miss is offensively right now because, I mean, obviously, Tim Elko, hadn't, he hadn't been playing at all, right? Has he finally... He's out. He's finally... Well, they're talking about maybe him trying to come, come back, back point, but, but right now he's out. Right. Justin Bench, I think, is... He, uh, he's been injured. I think they said that he was... He, he, he sort of got the Tanner Allen treatment this, during the midweek. I think they expect him to play. Okay. Find out more about that a little later today. I have an interview coming. It's also here on the podcast feed for today. I'm talking to Richard Cross. We'll get the, we'll get a full idea of it. Yeah, and, and, and in fairness here, too, we, we're going to talk to Crystal Monis in about an hour after we record this. So mm-hmm. there's at least a chance that maybe something happens later today that you learn, later learn about and that we don't know as we currently discuss. But long story short, I just feel like right now – Again, maybe it's because I cover this team. I cover Mississippi State. I feel like that there are more Ole Miss questions than there are state questions. I mean, state's questions going into this weekend are what? Is Josh, same what, same as they've been. So like, just the weekend Josh Hatcher kind of wakes up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of did a little bit last weekend, relatively speaking. You know, does he carry that into this weekend? Um, you know, and beyond that, I don't know. <laughs> It's just business as usual for Mississippi State, right? I mean, yeah. especially if Tanner Allen's A-OK and he's in the line. I just feel like the, the, there are more question marks right now over Ole Miss. Ole Miss comes in having lost two series in a row. The pressure's on Ole Miss. I, I feel like if it gets a little squirrely in favor of one team or the other, that State's the team that would be A-OK in that mm-hmm. situation. But, I mean, it's baseball and – Maybe I'll end up being wrong, but it's where I feel right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you in that with big crowds and everything, that if the momentum starts rolling in State's direction, it could, it could get out of hand. But by that same, And by that same token, with big crowds, if, if Ole Miss starts putting up runs, State can, you know, the crowd can sort of bring State back. I think there's going to be a good chunk of Ole Miss fans here for sure, so that they'll make their presence felt. Um, McLeod and Hoagland on Friday night. That should be a fantastic pitching matchup. Uh, then we've got Bednar and Nikhazy. That, that that matchup interests me the most because the Ole Miss people that I've talked to are 
they keep talking about how I, one two I like Ole Miss better, and I'm like, okay, I can get if you like Hoagland better than McLeod. Hoagland's probably going to be a top fifteen pick. I get it, but what about Nikhazy? Do you like better than Bednar? Bednar's stuff is better than Nikhazy's, and Bukhazy is a he's a battler, and he can you know he can he can do you know he he won't give in, and he throws pretty well. Bednar is a 95-96 guy with you know a plus breaking stuff that really in every start has been been dominant. Yeah, I, I was going to say. He hadn't had a single start where you looked at it and thought, oh, he just doesn't have it today. Right. <laughs> he's he's right. been really good. I don't I don't know why there's so much confidence. When you talk to almost people, they talk about you know, one, two, we're probably better, but then behind that, the depth. I'm just like, I don't get where you're coming from on that. I think Bednar is better than Nikhazy. So I think State has the advantage there. And then, But I think I don't think Hoagland-McLeod is like some lopsided it's not. No, no, it's not lopsided at all, but I do think Hoagland is better. I, I, that, I, that, I, 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 that's what I think. I mean, if you, yeah, I mean, I, I can... I can Definitely, yeah. See that opinion. I mean, we're not sure. talking about a huge gap here. That's not the difference between you know Hoagland and me. It's the difference between it, 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 it's it's just Hoagland's just a little bit better, I think. Yeah. Uh, the 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 difference is, and and where the Ole Miss people are right is that when we get into the bullpen, yeah, State is is the better situation. Ole Miss has taken their best long reliever that you just mentioned, Drew McDaniel. They've moved him to that Sunday starting role. I don't know what role Derek Diamond's planning on playing this weekend. Um, Max Trophy, we talked about that yesterday, out for the season with Tommy John. So the Ole Miss bullpen is is, is not great, and then we saw some of that last weekend. If they sta- only have, uh, I think they only have one one lefty really in that yeah. pen, which is big against State. I mean, State has so many right. all the left-handed hitters. Yeah, all those with, left-handed batters with so. Allen and Hancock, and uh, goodness, the lefty for Ole Miss, that pitcher, his name escapes me. I'm sitting here trying to think of it. But anyway, that, that that's something that bears watching this weekend too. Is they so basically rely on one the, the left. key for state, and this is whenever you talk about keys and anything, it, it it's sort of self-explanatory. You you, you know, you, you, it's the key. It's, it doesn't matter who you're playing, but in this series, if you can get past Hoagland and Nikhazy in the fifth or sixth inning, and make Ole Miss go to that bullpen, you got great chances to win these games. There's no doubt about it. A lot of times, that's a recipe in just about any level of baseball is to get into the bullpen, but this feels like a weekend where it's especially important. If you can somehow, you know, get up Hoagland and Nikhazy's pitch counts and, you know, maybe scrape across two or three against them and you get to, you know, the fifth, sixth inning and they're already up around 100 pitches and they're out of the game, I mean, you really, really, really like your chances. And particularly if your guys have done their job and and then you've got, you know, the Landon Sims and Brandon Smiths and fill in your favorite reliever of choice. Uh, of the world just sitting there to waiting to protect leads or whatever. You really like where you're at. Um, you know, if you told me that Hoagland and Nikhazy didn't get past the sixth inning in either game, you know, you don't have a situation where they're getting into the seventh or eighth inning kind of thing, I would say State's got a good shot to win at least one of those games. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then you get to Sunday and see what happens. And I, as we've said, I, I really like State on Sunday. Yeah, states the depth of states bullpen gives you a great opportunity to win on Sunday, especially if you can if you can only use Landon Sims once Friday Saturday. I feel like this is going to be the weekend. This and I've been saying I think this is like the third weekend I've said it. This is going to be the weekend where Mississippi State sees uh, Landon Sims twice in a, in a three day span. Yeah, and I, I think you know sometimes we've seen I don't know how it's changed. You know, with Brandon Smith struggling a little bit lately, but 
this situation where if you got to leave Friday night, you let Landon Sims close that sucker out. I think yeah, you want to get that, <laughs> you go get ahead that, get that win, and, and yeah, figure it out from there. I, I do agree with that. You know, that's sort of the opposite of what I thought last week uh, against Auburn because I felt like Auburn was a team Mississippi State was going to be able to hit in the in the following two games. I was not a, a the idea of you know we've got to bring in Sims to lock this thing up. Um, but yeah, this weekend if if it's if we go to you know bottom of seven or sorry top of the seventh or top of the eighth and it's a close game, might just go ahead and bring him in. Let's just shut the door on that and, and get the first win because because I think Lamonis probably thinks like that. He's like I feel good about Sunday, so let's you know we and, and I feel and you feel good about Bednar. If nothing else, keeping it close on Saturday to have your have a chance to win oh, the yeah. event. So. Yeah, Sims is, Sims is sort of like the X factor every weekend for Mississippi State. Um, the Ole Miss lineup, you know, obviously losing Elko has just been a huge uh, blow for them. Kale Baker, who, if you remember this time a year ago, or not, maybe not this time a year ago because there was no baseball, but yeah. early in the season, uh, I believe they called, I think he was the next Babe Ruth at one point, uh, just hitting home runs every time. But he has not, he has struggled ever since then. Johnny Bench's kid and the next Babe Ruth. The <laughs> they got a lot day. of things going on over there. <laughs> Uh, so Baker, according, Richard said he thought that Baker would start Friday night because of the, the lefty-righty matchup with McLeod. We might see some of John Rice Plumley out in center uh, as, as his chase for Jake Mangum's record continues. Uh, but this this lineup, you know, especially at the beginning, Zala, Chatagnier, Graham, Dunhurst, those are, those are quality hitters. But when you look at this lineup now for Ole Miss, the hole that Tim Elko left is, is really apparent. Oh, yeah. There, there's no doubt about that. And I know you said Justin Bench is playing. If for whatever reason, you know, if his issues crop back up, if he's not That's in that lineup, be a big blow. I mean, it's not a good lineup, really. Yeah. If you take Elko and Bench out, that's that, that isn't something I'd really feel very confident going to war with. No, no, I agree with you a hundred percent. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, look, I I do. I, I like I like Mississippi State better than Ole Miss. Now it's not. Again, it's not a landslide. I'm not sitting here saying State's going to blow them out of the water three games, right. but I just think State's the better baseball team right now. I agree with that. I, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, they're playing better. They are, uh, the, you know, they, they're just they're healthier. They've they've just been more consistent. They've discovered some power. You know, they've homered now in five straight games. They have 38 home runs on the season. Um, not bad for a bunch of little guys, no question. And. They're just the team's just playing well. I mean, they're they're in the middle of what an eight game winning streak, seven yeah. game winning streak, something like eight. that. So yeah, I mean, they're just things are clicking right now for Mississippi State, and I think and goes back to what we've been saying. If they get that first win on Friday, that's going to be the confidence is just going to be there for Mississippi State to to take this series and possibly take all three. I don't think Ole Miss can get all three. They can win the series if they. Now I say that, and of course you know we all know what happened with Arkansas. But I don't think Ole Miss can get all three from State. But I definitely think they could win the series. I think State could get all three, but they could also lose the series. So we just sort of have to see where how it balances out in this lineup. Now the top of the order last weekend was just ridiculous uh, with what Jordan Allen and James were doing. Hancock uh, had had a, had a, ended up having a pretty decent weekend as well. Don't mess with that this weekend. Keep that, that, that the same. Yeah. And then you figure it out there towards the bottom of, of the order. We got to talk about Hatcher, I guess, a little bit. I, I, I have no doubt he'll start Friday night. But if he struggles, if he's 0 for 4, would you possibly, and we talked about it yesterday, I gave you a night to sleep on it. Would you possibly consider making a change there this weekend? I don't think, you, I don't think it'll happen mid, mid-weekend or okay. something. Like, I, I mean, 
I ask you you again. I mean, did, you just gonna suddenly on Saturday, Tanner Allen, you're making your first start of the year at first base. I mean, Somebody. I mean, I look. If you're asking me, would I consider it? I would consider it. Yes. Do I think Chris Lamonis will? I mean, no, because I don't know that the alternative options give you a ton more confidence that you're gonna. I mean, you're changing it up just to see, I guess. And I don't know if you want to. Just test something out in the middle of a series, you know? A middle of a series like this. I, I kind of just think you, again, I, I stick with my guns from yesterday that probably a lot of folks disagree with, and that's just, I, I think I continue to ride it for right now and, and just see if, because if he does turn it around and become what we thought Hatcher would be this year, you've got yourself a heck of a lineup. If if Rowdy keeps doing what he's doing and the, the guys in the middle keep doing what they're doing, I I, it's a tough call. It's a tough call because I get it. I get why people look at the situation and think, well, you can't do much worse right now. Right. And I guess you really can't. He, he has struggled so mightily, but it really hadn't hurt State that much that he hasn't hit to this point. And I, I think I just would keep running him out there in the hopes that he becomes what you think he will. Because... If he does, man, this team is an Omaha train. I mean, there's just no doubt about it. Right. Because that, that gives the back half of the lineup that boost that the front half of the lineup's already given you. So, yeah, I, I think you see Josh Hatcher start at first base all three games. We'll see what happens there. I, I, I tend to agree with you, but I, I, I don't have the optimism for him turning it around at this point. I mean, we're just – this is the halfway point of the season. And he, he's hitting under 200. And if you watch his approach at the plate – and I'm not a baseball guy. I don't know as much about it as you do, and I certainly don't know as much about it as as Josh Hatcher and Chris Lamonis do. I don't. But I I can I know enough to know when a guy is not right at the plate, and he's not right at the plate. So I I was I've been pretty surprised in these two midweek games they've had. They didn't just give him a day off, like not not take him out of the lineup, you know. Come out in the press conference and say, look, we just gave him the night off. He'll be back starting at first on, on Friday. Well, I think that's but, what Lamonis was trying. It wasn't a day off, but when he was stuck him in left field a couple weeks ago, but, that was kind of the the thought process there was getting But he still to, had to hit. Just see it a little differently kind of thing. He still hit, and he didn't hit in that game. So I I, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. I hope you're right. You know, you said it felt like it hasn't cost him issue anything. Let's hope that that's the case this weekend as well uh, for the Bulldogs. Because if, if it isn't, if, if – Hatcher, I mean, imagine bottom of nine, state down one, man on third, less than two outs, and Hatcher strikes out or grounds out. I mean, people are going to lose. Well, it. I mean, do you have any more confidence that Brandon Pimentel is going to deliver in that situation? Yes. I have more confidence in basically every hitter on the roster right now. Kite McDonald, Tanner Leggett, you know, Kellum Clark, whoever you want to put up there. You, tell me his name. I got more confidence than Josh Hatcher right now. That's where I am. I don't know. I, I, I guess I've just got a little more patience. <laughs> well, that's true about a lot of things. No question about it. So let's go to a couple playmakers, pitcher and player, and, and uh, field position player. Who you're, who's your eye on this weekend? I mean, at the plate, if Rowdy keeps doing what he's doing, this offense is going to be just fine, I think. Mm. I mean, you see what it's done since he started clicking, right? Yeah. I think I, yeah, he's the engine. If he if he keeps going, then State's A-OK. Um on the mound, I think McLeod starts huge because if he, if State wins that Friday night game, I know we were we said it earlier, but 
just the the whole tone for this series is set. And and so if he could come out and give you six or seven strong on Friday and turn that sucker over to Landon or somebody to close it out, you really, really, you show up Saturday on after a spring game and everybody's going to have the fangs out, blood in the water to go ahead and clinch that series on Saturday. And you talk about the pressure being on Ole Miss. I mean, if, if McLeod comes out and wins on Friday, it's really on Ole Miss at that point to try and get get Saturday's game. So um, I, I think McLeod's start is the biggest. So I'll say that McLeod's my guy I'm looking for on the mound. All right, for me, you know, Tanner Allen has been a rebel killer. You know, he sort of maybe he can be the one who takes that mantle uh, from Jake Mangum, but also you know with him missing that game, I, I I I do believe it was just for a day off. I get that, but until I see him bat, I'm gonna be like, is he okay? Is he okay? And then he'll yeah. he'll well. Be. I mean, I really do think that's a question we're gonna have an answer to here in about an hour. Yeah, but yeah, you're right about that. So as you listen to this, you'll probably already have an answer. So Tanner Allen's the guy, you know. He, he's going to be the you know because if Rowdy's getting on, somebody's got to bring him in. That's what Tanner Allen does. So Tanner Allen's the batter I'm watching, and then I think I've put my my, my chips in the middle here on this Bednar Bednar uh, Nikhazy matchup. You know the Ole Miss people are convinced Nikhazy is better. I am not. I think he I think Will's going to have a big day against that Ole Miss lineup. Um, they're power hitters. He's a power pitcher, but I like his stuff better than their chances. So I think Saturday uh, we might see a, a a great performance from from Will Bednar. I'm saying State takes two out of three. Me too. Me too. Me too. And if they take Friday and Saturday, I think they take Sunday. So I'll change it. If State's up 2-0 going into Sunday, I'm going to change my prediction. But yeah. as of right now, yeah, I mean, I feel like State's, the, as I said, the better baseball team. And mm-hmm. if the better baseball team wins this series right now, I think that's Mississippi State taking two out of three. I agree with you 100%. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's move on over to our spring game preview. That's brought to you by our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef. If you're in Starkville this weekend, hey, the Welcome Home Beef food truck will be up and running all day for lunch. So don't definitely stop by there. Grab a burger, a taco, or a steak sandwich. And, of course, you can always pop in there. And, hey, if you're going to be out in the left field lounge or if you're just tailgating anywhere on campus, grab some Welcome Home Beef products to, to cook because they are simply the best steaks, the best burgers you can get. And of course, if you want to get them at the uh, Val's Market, if you're doing your tailgating shopping there, Welcome Home Beef products are on the shelf here in Starkville and across a lot of different grocery stores in North Mississippi. So check to see if your local grocer has them. If they don't, ask them what you can do to get those products on the shelf and help out a great Mississippi company. Call the Welcome Home Beef today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com Welcome home, Beef. It just tastes good. Make sure that you've got two brothers on the agenda this week. They're doing a big crawfish boil on Saturday. You don't want to miss that. Crawfish, wings, barbecue, tacos. Well, I don't do, I, do I, What do I really need to say? That's the ad right there. I don't need to tell you anything else. But if that's not enough, well, I mean, they've got great, great local beers, ice cold. they got the great big patio out there and some great outdoor seating. It's just a fantastic experience every time you go to Two Brothers. Definitely want to head there this weekend. Put it on the agenda. In the heart of the Cotton District, 621 University Drive, that's where you'll find Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Advantage Business System says, hey, we've got you covered. We've got everything you're looking for in our inventory of copiers, printers, office supplies, office software, anything you need to make your office run, we've got it, and we're going to deliver it with the kind of customer service you expect. From a big time, from I'm sorry, from a local 
uh, business. They treat you like family, but they've also got all the uh, the basics covered. Call them today and find out how you can put them to work for you, and they can deliver on that experience they've been giving to businesses across the state for 46 years. Call them today at 601-362-9192 or visit them online at welcome, nope, at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Spring game, I don't. They, they haven't said anything about like the kind of setup is it, what it is, have they? No, is it Mike, a real Mike game Leach, or? Mike Leach said last Saturday after the second scrimmage that he would like to just divide the team up and, mm. and kind of play a game. But okay. uh, he said he'd have to look at it and see if they had the depth to do what they wanted to do and that whole nine yards. And of course, we hadn't talked to Mike Leach since, so I, I don't know what they've ultimately settled on. I guess we'll find out around eleven o'clock tomorrow when we when we get there and and watch them go at it. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. Spring games are so tough. I mean, you know, what are you looking for? What are you not looking for? What do you hope to see? What do you not hope to see? I mean, I don't even know how you how you judge it. How do you come away feeling good? You know, I, I, what could happen where you come away feeling good about both sides of the ball? I, I don't – I have that question every year. You know, Will Rogers goes out there and torches the defense, then everybody's like, oh, the secondary. You know, right. if, if the defense goes out there and just shuts down the air raid, you're – Sitting there thinking, up oh, here we go again. It's yeah. going to be another one of those years, huh? I, I don't know. It's these kind of games are so tough to even look th- at and talk about. I think what you want to see from Will Rogers, and that's obviously the guy, the guy who's going to have the most eyeballs on him, is just being efficient with the ball, moving the ball up and down the field, moving the chains. You know, if you throw an interception, make it the the defensive back, defensive back made a good play, not I threw the ball to him. You know, not throwing into t- double and triple coverage, finding your checkdown receivers in a way that they are able to run after the catch and not just getting swarmed. I really wish, I wish that this would happen. That we would get one drive, first team offense versus first team defense, and the first team defense is running rush three, drop eight. Because I really want to see what that looks like. But that being said, I don't think we're going to get that. I wish that we would. It would make it would make a lot of sense. But it's not, it's not going to happen. I'd like to see the running game be efficient, you know, just when, when they're moving the ball here and there. Uh, and then the wide receivers, we know what we got with Wally. Want to see who the next guy is. Is it Heath? Is it Austin Williams? Is it Tulu Griffin? I don't know who it is. Want to find out who that person is and see if we can't see start getting an idea of who RW2 is, wherever he is. Maybe it's Makai Polk. I don't know. Defensively, I always feel it's much tougher to judge the defense in a, in a scrimmage spring game situation because they can't hit the quarterback. Uh, they're not going to try to take anybody out. And I'm not saying that from terms of uh, injury. I'm just saying, like, somebody goes across the middle, they're not looking to, you know, separate them from the ball as much as they might. Well, I know one former Bulldog did well, that's, have, a, he have was, a problem he, doing so. He's, he, was a little, he was cut a little different. <laughs> but, Defensively from this, this scrimmage, you know, what do we have to see to get Zach Arnett to say, you know, I thought we played better. Not good, but better. That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> this is so basic, but I mean, I think it's what Zach Arnett would tell you if he was sitting here. Prevent them from getting yardage and points. I mean, like, you know, stop them from advancing the ball. I, I, I think nothing short of complete domination <laughs> would ever satisfy Zach Arnett sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's going to need to be one of those. Uh, 
like NCAA video games when you play NCAA FBS Southeast or whatever, and you you hold them to negative 78 yards or something in a game. I I think maybe then Zach Arnett would be pleased. (laughs) But I I, I don't know, man. I I don't know what you – like you said, it's so tough. I mean, you can't hit anybody. Yeah. Um, or at least the quarterback. You, you can't get after him like you right. probably would normally. And I don't even know how, how as coaches sometimes you, and you coach these me situations. Like it, I always think that there's probably some sort of unwritten agreement between the coaches. They're like, look, the fans are here. We want to show them a little bit. You know, don't blitz as much. You know, I feel like the defense is always sort of playing with one hand behind its back in these situations. Because, especially for Mike Leach, he wants to see what his offense can do. So... It's a it's a balance. It's a tough balance there thing. It's all about that balance, yeah. as, as we know. So, I, for me, just seeing the defense be aggressive, be near the ball when 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 the when state catches the football, are their defenders near him? Yeah, you know, and then I feel pretty good. I want to see Forbes and Emerson. You know, I want to see some Forbes Wally matchups if we can get that. I don't know if we can or not because Wally's more in the slot, but. You know, Zach Arnett strikes me as the guy. It's like maybe we just, you know, maybe just move him on in there and see what happens. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works, but and then honestly, you know, I want to see some special teams. I want you know Brandon Ruiz to be crisp in the kicking. I, the punter situation. Don't know who really is going to be the punter for this team. I mean, I, Tucker Day is in there, but they've got some other options there. Um, so you know, can you uh, uh, do you look good punting the football? The return game you can't really take seriously in this because nobody's flying down the field trying to break things up. But when you kick the football, I want it to go the places it's supposed to go. I want it to go out of the end zone when you kick it off. I want it to go through the uprights when you're kicking field goals. And I want it to go, you know, 40-plus yards when you're punting it. Is there anything – you're talking about the return game. Is there anything else in sports, in any sport, where you literally – I mean, you practice it, but you don't do it live hardly ever kind of thing. Is there anything else in sports where you basically only do it in the game? That's a good question. Because, like, um, kickoff return is maybe the only thing I can think sacking of. Sacking the quarterback. Yeah. You don't really even practice that. You know, you just get back there and you touch them and, and you're done. And then when you get into the game, I mean, it's not any different than tackling anybody else. But you don't ever practice it. Yeah. So, but that's a good point. Yeah, like, we sort of, you, you can't really practice full speed kickoff return against a kickoff coverage team because somebody's going to get hurt. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. And speaking of that, that's the other thing you want to see from this spring game is a lack of injuries. If you have that, I think. Everybody I mean, that's probably at the top of the list of yeah. everything. Give me somebody who can uh, who can surprise. Give me the John Harris spring game performer of the day. Randy Charlton. I like that pick. He's been really good in the two scrimmages yeah. I've seen. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's not going to surprise me if he you know picks up a sack or two or. Uh, it just has a has a big day. I, 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 like I, I kind of like what I've seen out of him so far. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Tulu, even even outside the return. I think he's gonna show you some uh, some some things in the passing game, and he'll yeah. show that deep speed a couple times. They'll they'll try to get the ball to him deep. Yeah, I, I mean I've seen Polk make a couple really good plays too in the, in these scrimmages um, yeah, that I've seen so sure. far. So uh, if he had a, you know, if he did something to introduce himself to state fans a little bit, that wouldn't shock me either. Yeah, I agree with you. All right. We hope to see you up here in Starkville this weekend. If you do run into me or Joel, please say hello. We always love meeting you guys and uh, and, and and talking to you. We appreciate all of our great listeners, as I say, every show. 
Uh, but but that's not just uh, you know me saying it. It's obviously the truth. So if we see you, say hello to us. If not, man, just have a great time up here in Starville this weekend. And Joel and I'll be back with you Sunday evening to recap everything that happened at Super Bulldog Weekend. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.